Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Andrew from the podcast team. And before we start this episode, I have a quick announcement. It's that time of year again, and Modern Musician is hosting our fifth annual Success with Music conference. Last year, we were featured by the Grammy Awards, and this year is going to be even better. From May 26th to the 29th, we're bringing together over 15 top music industry experts to dive into everything surrounding how to build a loyal fan base and make a living with your music. So if you've never been before, the conference is free. It's 100% online, and we have an incredible lineup of speakers this year. You'll hear from Adam Ivey, Chris SD, Il Gates, Sean Brandman-Taylor, Tobias Rauscher, Bree Noble, Christine Morell, Ariel Hyatt, Friedman Feinstein, Michael Elsner, Gabe Schillinger, Daniel Tucker, Chris Bradley, Sydney Eugene, Andrea Stolpe, and more. It is a live event with a community around it, so you'll get access to all kinds of networking opportunities. It's our biggest event of the year, and we're super excited about the crazy amounts of knowledge that will be shared and how we can all level up as music artists. So go right now, click the link in the description, get your free ticket. Uh, to the 5th Annual SWM Conference and get the most up-to-date strategies to crush your music goals this year. We can't wait to see you there. Now let's get into the episode. The more you learn about how the voice functions and you understand the voice, you will at least have some power of knowledge to discern if, if somebody is presenting information or an approach that's going to make sense for you. It's easy to get lost in today's music industry with constantly changing technology and where anyone with a computer can release their own music. But I'm going to share with you why this is the best time to be an independent musician and it's only getting better. If you have high quality music, but you just don't know the best way to promote yourself so that you can reach the right people and generate a sustainable income with your music, we're going to show you the best strategies that we're using right now to reach millions of new listeners every month without spending 10 hours a day on social media. We're creating a revolution in today's music industry, and this is your invitation to join me. I'm your host, Michael Walker. All right, I'm excited to be here today with John Henney. John is a leading voice teacher for over 25 years. We were just talking about, I'm 30 years old right now, so he's basically been teaching this since I was five years old, which is awesome. He's taught thousands of singers, including Grammy Award winners, and his students have appeared on Broadway, major touring companies. Not only has he taught directly to, to artists, but he actually is a coach of other coaches as well. He's trained hundreds of voice teachers. He has the, a popular podcast called The Intelligent Vocalist and a YouTube channel with over 11 million views and counting. And to put a cherry on top, he's also a best-selling author with several books about singing. So um, we thought, you know, what would be a good topic to, to talk about today with, you know, one of the world's leading authorities on, you know, singing? Well, probably how to improve your your voice and get in touch with, you know, this natural instrument that we're all born with. So, John, thank you so much for taking the time to be here today, and looking forward to diving in. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. You have a very like robust voice as well, just for like for someone who's like teaching oh. vocals and like and singing, like you know, it's the proof is in the pudding. I think it's the it's yeah. all in the mic. There you go. Awesome. So to get things started, I would love to hear a little bit more about you and your story and really how you got started down this path of becoming one of the world's leading authorities on on. Yeah, well, my story is is truly where they they talk about the randomness of the drunkard's walk. It I, I came to this somewhat by accident. I I was very passionate about music as a child, and my my dad was a, a naturally gifted singer and musician. And 
You know, my first musical memory was him playing the Beatles' Help album on an old reel-to-reel. That's how long ago it was. And I was just transfixed listening to Paul's voice and, and watching the tape move from one reel to another. And my dad was from Glasgow, Scotland. And, you know, the, the, the Scots are pretty well known for their frankness. And when I was a kid, I would try and sing. And my dad was such a gifted singer, he would say, that's bloody terrible. So <laughs> I kind of sat the singing thing aside and I picked up the drums. And my parents got me a drum set when I was 11 years old. And I ended up studying with some amazing teachers, including Terry Bozio, who played with Frank Zappa and went on to form Missing Persons, and a gentleman by the name of Freddie Gruber, who is, was kind of this drummer guru, and Neil Peart of Rush took a, a year off just to study with Freddie. So I had some amazing teachers and ended up playing drums professionally through most of my 20s. And on a lark, a roommate of mine said, hey, I'm taking voice lessons with this guy. And his teacher is Stevie Wonder's teacher. And I said, hey, that's good enough for me. Uh, let, let me let me try and see if I can start singing even a little bit just to be able to do backup vocals, etc." And Within a couple of years, I ended up moving from the drums to the to the front of the stage. I really enjoyed it. I really took to it. Once I understood how the voice worked and started getting a handle on my voice, I started to really make progress. And then I ended up going uh, to his teacher, a gentleman by the name of Seth Riggs, who was teaching everyone in Hollywood. And, and Seth had said to me, you know, you ought to try teaching. And I thought, I, I don't know what I'm doing. And he said, well, at least you won't hurt anybody. And so that was my modest goal when I first started teaching was to not damage anyone's voice. And I found that I really enjoyed teaching and I hit a crossroads where I was in my early thirties and I had the opportunity to go on the road with a band that was getting signed. And I thought, I, I don't want to be in a van with a bunch of smelly guys. I think I'm going to pursue this teaching thing. I think this is for me. I can, I can tell you from first world experience that it's not as glamorous a lifestyle no. sometimes as, as it's portrayed. No. So awesome. that, that, and then once I really got uh, into teaching, I really developed a fascination with, with how the voice works, really started delving into voice science. I'm not a scientist, but I found in my struggles to understand these concepts it helped me to be able to explain what I understood to others and to be able to simplify it. And so I, I really started helping other teachers and working with them to understand these concepts and, and learn how to teach. And then that, that led to a lot of master classes and teaching trips and a, a lot of travel, not in a van. So it was, it was somewhat enjoyable to go around and work with singers and teachers around the world. That's, that's super cool. Yeah, and I I can really relate as well in terms of that that transition. Like there, so I, I toured with in a smelly van with six other you know guys for for about <laughs> ten years uh, before I started my family and and was looking for a, a lifestyle change. And you know I I, I know that that transition from like yeah, kind of like a basketball player who becomes like a coach, right? Like there's yeah. a totally different. Um, skill set and framework that kind of goes into it. And I think there's sort of this like meta level of like zooming out. Not everyone who's a great player is necessarily a great coach, right? And so 
you know, you've, it sounds like you've really had the experience both as like, you know, in the field, but then you were able to zoom out and start, you know, coaching directly artists. And then you were able to even zoom out a level, you know, another meta level to be able to coach coaches, which I think really kind of comes with levels of, of mastery. So in terms of, I know that now in, in your, this point of your career, you've worked with a ton of singers and Grammy award-winning artists and thousands of different musicians. So I'd love to hear from your, from your experience, like what have you seen as, as being some of the biggest, most common mistakes or most common challenges when an artist uh, first starts working with you that, that they're struggling with? I think it is, it's depending on the level of the singer at the beginning level, singers get really caught up in the physical of the voice. And, and there is a physical aspect in this voice where you need to start air molecules vibrating. You need to create a sound wave. And that, that sound wave is created by taking a breath and sending this controlled breath to your vocal cords or vocal folds. And they are going to resist this air, compress it, and turn it into a sound wave. But I, beginning singers, kind of get stuck on that level, the physical, and they don't realize that the acoustics, what happens after that sound wave is created through the resonance chamber of the vocal tract is actually arguably more important and more profound than the creation of the sound wave itself. So it's, it's really getting them in touch with resonance, how to control the power of vowels, how vowels can really registrate and balance your voice because vowels are how you control these shifts in resonance. As, as they start to progress and, and maybe they are really looking at a professional career and you will be able to speak to this, they don't realize how not only unglamorous it can be, but how much absolute hard work it is and how much they really need to take care of themselves and and take care of the instrument because they're going to be put under under stress and the instrument is going to be put under stress and and they they really need to do everything they can to keep this instrument healthy yeah i mean i so i i was a background vocalist and like a harmony singer in the band so i wasn't you know the main person who who was singing but i know that our lead singer at one point got developed polyps on yeah. his voice and it he literally needed to have surgery on it and it was it was bad it was really it was really scary so yeah for firsthand I, I, i've seen how important it is to you know, to actually to do what you're saying and take care of of your voice. What are like what are some practices or solutions that you'd recommend for someone? Let's say that someone, let's say that we're speaking directly to uh, someone right now who doesn't like maybe they've taken a few like beginning vocal lessons or a little bit more on like the beginner level, but they know how important it is to have like to improve their their voice. They know that it's like the number one thing that most people who are listening here and pay attention to early on. And they know, like, I really want to improve my, my voice and I want to start taking care of myself. Where do you recommend they start just to start, you know, developing more mastery over, over their voice? You know, that's a great question. That's a question that gets a little more difficult as there's more and more information out there. Almost what a voice teacher will be is, is someone who can cut down on the information fire hose and cut down on the noise. I, I almost think it was a bit of a benefit when I was developing my voice to not have the internet because I was able to just stay on one path. Now I'm not saying one any one path is the absolute right path, 
Yeah, there's there's no one true vocal technique, but it stopped me because I I know I have a bit of ADD. It stopped me from hopping around and trying to grab all this different disparate information and kind of make it cohesively make sense. So I would suggest as they do their research, find somebody that they like, maybe one or two voice teachers, and and just spend some time absorbing their information for maybe three months and mm -hmm. and start to get a handle on it. Otherwise, you're you're going to have decision fatigue and information fatigue and and you're just going to get confused and this is one of the most confusing and frustrating instruments because when you're off just a small amount in your vocal balance the way that the elements of the instrument interact the end result can feel like it's off a lot and then you end up overcorrecting, and you end up in this really frustrating seesaw of if I do it this way I'm straining but if I do it this way I'm falling apart I can't find this middle so if you can't if you don't have access to voice lessons and look with with the internet now and with online lessons you can have access to great teachers all over the world but yeah good voice lessons can be expensive so if you're going to do it yourself which I've certainly done at for periods of my own vocal growth try and limit the flow of information just just try and find one or two good sources and just just stay with that for a period of uh, that's such good advice i mean i think all of us can feel the collective overwhelm of like the amount of information online right now and yeah it's like something like doubling every year it's like exponential and and so i, I hear a lot from different masters and different domains is exactly what you're saying of like being selective about your intake and make it's kind of like eating a meal right like if you're just trying to gouge and eat everything then your you know your stomach's not going to digest it very well it's not going to really work but you know if you be really selective make sure that you're eating um good healthy nutrition nutritious food that you know what like the right amount then you know that's gonna that's gonna be a big benefit another analogy that comes to mind is this idea of rather than jumping around 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 sort of like planting you know, planting a tree and a seed. And it's like, if you plant the seed and then like 10 minutes later, you're like, you dig it up. You're like, wait, like this isn't growing yet. I'm going to go like sit over here and plant the seed and, and kind of bounce back and forth. And you don't actually have the time for it to develop and to nurture into some, in something that bears fruits. So let's, uh, let's, so let's say that someone is interested in um, finding the right mentor or the right vocal coach uh, for them where would you recommend they start to kind of find the right, the right person? You know, you can Google it, right? I mean, you can, you can ask, there are going to be certain questions or issues about your voice that, that are troubling you that, that when you go, you go into the practice room, you keep hitting this wall, just start getting on and, and researching those issues. See what blogs come up, see what YouTube videos come up and see what podcasts come up. And you can start to get an idea of somebody who speaks to you. Look, I am not the right teacher for everybody. Yeah, I, 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 can, I could probably, like there will be people that I feel that I can help, but they just don't connect with me. And so much of it is, is not just what you need to learn, but who you need to learn it from. So you're, you're gonna kind of, you're gonna find someone who really kind of speaks with you and you connect with. And hopefully this person has a lot of information. 
And the other thing I will say is the more you learn about how the voice functions and you understand the voice, you will at least have some power of knowledge to discern if, if somebody is presenting information or an approach that's going to make sense uh, for you. All right, let's take a quick break from the podcast so I can tell you about a free special offer that we're doing right now exclusively for our podcast listeners. So if you get a ton of value from the show, but you want to take your music career to the next level, connect with a community of driven musicians and connect with the music mentors directly that we have on this podcast, or if you just want to know the best way to market your music and grow an audience right now, then this is going to be perfect for you. So right now we're offering a free two-week trial to our music mentor coaching program. And if you sign up in the show notes below, you're going to get access to our entire Music Mentor content vault for free. The vault's organized into four different content pillars. The first being the music, then the artist, the fans, and last but not least, the business. When you sign up, you'll unlock our best in-depth masterclasses from a network of world-class musicians and industry experts on the most cutting-edge strategies right now for growing your music business. On top of that, you'll get access to our weekly live masterminds where our highest level modern musician coaches teach you exactly what they're doing to make an income and an impact with their music. Then once a month, we're gonna have our Music Mentor Spotlight Series. And that's where we're gonna bring on some of the world's biggest and best artist coaches and successful musicians to teach you what's working right now and one of the most amazing parts is that you can get your questions answered live by these top level music mentors. So a lot of the people that you hear right here on the podcast are there live interacting with you personally. So imagine being able to connect with them directly. On top of all that, you'll get access to our private music mentor community. And this is definitely one of my favorite parts of Music Mentor and, and maybe the most valuable is that you're gonna have this, this community where you can network with other artists and link up, collaborate, ask questions, get support, and discuss everything related to your music career. So if you're curious and you wanna take advantage of the free trial, then go click on the link in the show notes right now and you can sign up for free. Uh, from there, you can check out all of the amazing content, uh, connect with the community, and sign up for the live masterclasses that happen every week. This is a gift for listening to our podcast, supporting the show. Um, so don't miss it out. Go sign up for free now and uh, let's get back to our interview. Yeah, that's, that's a really important one, right? Because I mean, that that applies to finding the right vocal coach, but also just finding the right like mentorship in, in general. And yeah. how do you like tell the difference between like the right the right mentors and, and someone who might not be as credible or might not have the right intentions? Yeah, and, and it, it, I think that the way you put it was just so well well said too in terms of recognizing that it's a person, it's like we're not all a cookie cutter person. Like we have different um, voices that we resonate with and yeah, like it is, we can just go to Google and ask the world yeah, like, exactly. to deliver on a silver platter who's who's the right person. Okay, so let's let's take a little bit deeper into, I'd love to hear what you found from experience that are some of like the most common beliefs or myths, or what are things that, that a lot of singers think are a certain way, but it's just like a common, a common mistake or a common thing that might help someone who's listening to this right now? You know, that's a great question. And it's, it's not so much myths, it, it's just putting the thinking that, that they found the one answer. And that mm -hmm. this idea that there is only one answer, there is only one path. You know, when you hear somebody just go singing is all about breathing, or it's all about support. And it's like, it's vitally important. Yeah. And but so many times I see singers where they don't have problems with their breathing. They have problems with 
resisting it at the vocal folds or even more important have problems with the acoustics and what's happening with the resonance that that's feeding back into that system so i i think amongst the general public i think one of the big myths is that great singers are are born with their talent and there's they don't need lessons they're just they're just fantastic on their own and they want to bring up that freddie mercury never studied any with anyone or whitney houston never studied and it's you know if you look at whitney her mother was one of the the great session singers of her day i mean she sang with elvis she sang with everybody she grew up in a very musical atmosphere in a musical church i mean she was just being taught every day of her life since she was a mm -hmm. tiny tiny girl all all lessons are is just a slightly more formal version of that in that you've made an appointment and paid money to essentially get the same thing it's just somebody to listen and make a discernment and show you how best to practice and work on your own voice i mean you still have to do the work but i i think there's this idea that that voice coaches or and voice teachers can't help people and of course i'm biased but that's absolutely not true and and even great naturally gifted singers will still often have some some holes or flaws within their technique that over time can come back to to give that cause them issues that's so good and it, it, it's something that seems like pretty common sense in most of the world's like top performing, you know, athletes and like Olympic athletes, right? It's like, they don't, it isn't just like they just stumbled upon it. Like they have coaches and they have people that guide them and help them to become the best in the world. And for some reason, it's so easy to think with music that there's sort of this myth that we are just born with, with all of the answers and all the talent right away. And of course, like, you know, some people like we have, it's more natural, it comes more naturally, but it's not, it's not something that you're only born with or not. And certainly like, if you want to be at the top, of your game and be like an Olympic athlete, then like you, you need a coach, you need someone to be able to help give you a shortcut. One, one thing that you mentioned uh, that I'd love to, to dive into is I feel like most of us, we know that there are things that we should be doing, but we might not necessarily be doing those things every day. Things that are like pretty like common, like knowledge, like, okay, I should be like exercising every day, I should be eating well every day, I should be sleeping, I should be, you know, taking care of myself. But in, in this case, you know, I think that most singers and most musicians are like, yeah, like I should be doing some sort of daily practice where I'm, you know, warming up my voice or I'm, you know, improving my voice. What would your recommendations be for, for someone who's kind of looking at creating a habit for themselves to, to actually like improve their voices. And I know that they should do it, but they haven't quite gotten around to it. How do they kind of work through that resistance? You know, that's, that's a great question. And people think that practice has to be, if it's not at least 45 minutes or an hour, it's not going to do any good that there's there's somehow there's some failure and look if you're preparing for something like a performance then yeah you're going to need some longer practice sessions but if you can get in the daily habit of doing at least 15 minutes 15 minutes a day can make if you're doing the right things with your voice can make have a profound impact and so 
It's very much like, I believe this is what, what's laid out in the book Atomic Habits, that you just start off with something like set up your practice area. I actually just recently did a podcast on this, preparing to practice, but get your space together. Have a space that when you go in, you feel, it makes you feel like you're ready to work. You have things around you that inspire you. Uh, it's not just some cluttered, messy room where you're worried about the neighbors hearing you. You might want to think about if you have a situation where you can't make a lot of noise, look at investing into a vocal booth. You don't have to get some super expensive whisper room. There are some DIY vocal booths you can make. You, if you invest a few thousand dollars in a vocal booth, my gosh, think about what guitarists spend on their gear so that you have someplace where you can go in and, and make your noise and then start going there every day even if you don't do anything, make an appointment to go in and just be in the space, get mm -hmm. calm, get focused. And then if you don't practice the, the first few days, that's fine. At least you're starting the habit of going and being in the space and getting ready. And you know, to warm up your voice, research shows that your voice is pretty well warmed up five to 10 minutes. Any more warming up than that is, it's really kind of superfluous. And then you can start really focusing on working your voice and, and you know, what issues do I have? Do I struggle with, with an eval? Do I need to work on extending my range? What about my vocal break? In my lower register, do I feel unsteadiness? Is my larynx coming up? There are all the technical stuff that you can really focus on and work and then start working on songs and record yourself, make a journal. A, a journal can be fantastic. Just have it there in your practice room. And when you make an adjustment, you're like, wow, when I think of my breathing, rather than pulling my stomach in, if I just feel myself gently push out, it has a different effect. Mark that down. You know, really think about your voice. Really get in, in touch with this instrument. And, and as you do that, you, you're going to start reaping the benefits and you're going to start looking forward to practicing. That's so good. Yeah. And that, that book, uh, Atomic Habits, I, I read it probably a year ago or so. And I remember just thinking like, man, like this is just gold, <laughs> like coming like every, yeah. every step of the way. And, and I love that idea that, that you just shared about setting up the space so that every, that it's something that, that facilitates the, the habit happening with the least amount of resistance, the least amount of friction as, as possible. Right. Was it? I think it was maybe Evan Pagan who was who talks about this idea of inevitability thinking, which is really about making the thing that you want to have happen set up in a way so that if you did nothing, like naturally, like the thing would hap happen on its own without you having to you know, create extra willpower. In his example, and I don't think it needed to be like this extreme. You, know, you can give your friend like a thousand dollar check, and you say like, if I don't you know, do my habit today, then like go cash the check. Well, <laughs> and therefore yeah, it's more painful. He has a lot of incentive <laughs> to sabotage you, right? <laughs> it's funny. I mean, I, I had to have this accountability that I set up with my wife where, because I, I get so excited about what we're doing with Bonnie Musician and the business that like, it's so easy for me to work past six o'clock at night and, and to come out at like 10 o'clock, you know, if, if I don't set any boundaries. So for her, her incentive is that for every minute that I'm late after six, like I owe her a minute of massage. You know, there's like little accountability. I might be getting too personal here, but you know, there's like accountability things like that that I think are really interesting. And it's all based on the idea that you just shared of like setting up the space so that it just is the thing that you want to have happen happens automatically. And and setting up your your space for for voice for like you know, for exploring 
improving your voice and your songwriting. And even if, yeah, you're not feeling inspired to, to write music, you know, just having that space seems like such an important practice and, and habit just to like give yourself the space to, to do the thing. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and you, you're touching on it, but, but mindset is incredibly important as well. And especially with this instrument, none of us first come to guitar and feel embarrassed that we don't know how to play an E chord or that it's difficult to move from a C chord to a G chord. Yeah. But the voice, even beginning singers feel this sense of embarrassment if, if their voice doesn't sound pleasing and they somehow think that that's a personal failing. And you just have to be really careful with the internal dialogue that you have. And I find if you can develop a practice of of mindfulness and being able to just be completely in the moment without judgment and and really accepting your voice where it is at that moment and working with the instrument you have right now, it can really be a huge step in improving. Because if you're constantly criticizing your voice or getting frustrated because it doesn't feel the way it did last week or yesterday, look, this is a human instrument. It's constantly changing. And so you have to be accepting of that. And the voice, you can't trade this voice in. You can't say, you know what? I'm tired of playing a Stratocaster. I'm going to go get a Les Paul. This is what you have. This is what you have to work with. And and you need to just be in full acceptance of this voice. And I believe that every voice, if it's working optimally, is a beautiful instrument. That's that's so good. Uh, I mean, what, what comes to mind as you just describe that is are singers that you know aren't necessarily the most technically like talent, like you know Weezer, for example, like really commonly like really you don't necessarily like it, it seems like such an important factor of of the voice is around like authenticity or character and in that so much of that comes from what you just talked about about like accepting <laughs> accepting yourself as you are and you know it doesn't have to come across in a different way and sometimes those flaws actually might be something that actually gives it character in the right way i would, I would love for you to dig into that that idea of like how, how does someone who struggles with <laughs> struggles with being heard or being seen fully or has like a lot of uh, fear around around expressing themselves or sharing their voice how do they establish that sense of comfort and be able to kind of like lean into their their natural voice as opposed to you know kind of trying to trying to force it to be something it's not the worst thing you can do and actually this is in almost every area of life is to compare yourself to others and you you just you have to eliminate that this is this is about you being you and you don't have to have the biggest voice you don't have to have the widest range you don't have to have the most beautiful voice you have to be able to connect to other human beings and express common emotions and that's the highest level of singing it's not this technical stuff this is just a tool communication is the highest level of singing and you have to understand that that you have something to say and when you feel yourself when you get in those situations where you have an opportunity to sing and there there is stage fright or you feel that imposter syndrome comes in 
That is really a matter of number one, as they say, the only way around is through. You have to go through these experiences in order to gain the necessary experience to start getting more and more comfortable. But also you have to turn the focus from being inward. When when I'm in situations, if I have to lead a, a master class or something where I feel myself getting nervous, I'm realizing that I'm putting the focus on myself and I'm worried about what other people are going to think about me and are they going to accept me? And, and that being accepted is a very strong primal human need and emotion. But if I reverse the focus and just put it on everyone else and I, and I, I really make myself disappear, your stage fright will actually begin to disappear as well. Man, that stuff's so good. I like you got on this, and it has so many applications just to like uh, everyday life too. Like you know, in in addition to to singing. So, man, I mean, I'm just like trying to think about where, where to go from here. There's it's like a lot, a lot of really, really, really good gold nuggets that that you're dropping. So, I mean, honestly, I think that we've covered a lot of really good ground here. So, and so our team will come in and and be able to kind yeah. of like probably edit out the part where I like you know sure, just. Sure. Like, but I think probably we're good here to to go to the to kind of wrap things up. So John, this has been awesome. I I love conversations like this, and and I think that really the true mark of a master um, is someone who's able to. There's always going to be like kind of I don't know shiny objects or new kind of things on the surface or tactics, but uh, it seems like the people who are really the most successful are the ones who go down to the fundamentals and really kind of go into the core of what's important. So things like what you talked about with mindset and, and, you know, some of the points like today, I think are a reflection of, you know, your 25 plus years of of experience. So I really appreciate what you're doing and being able to kind of help. Really, it sounds like what you do is you help with the technique and, 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 and helping people improve their voices. But really it's like what you're doing is you're helping them get in touch with themselves and being able to show up and to express themselves in a way that's authentic. And that is a truly life-changing thing to, to be able to do for someone. So thank you for doing what you do and for co- helping you know coach other coaches to help them you know, do this as well. For anyone who's been listening to this right now and is curious to learn more, whether, whether in regards to like finding a coach or looking into more like education from you, where would be the best place for them to go to dive deeper? Yeah, just go to johnhenny.com, J-O-H-N-H-E-N-N-Y. And you can just click on the, the the various tabs up there and see what I have to offer. Awesome. Yeah, so what we'll do, like always, we'll put the, the link in the description so everyone has easy access. And John, you're awesome. Thanks again. Great, thank you so much. Hey, it's Michael here. I hope that you got a ton of value out of this episode. Make sure to check out the show notes to learn more about our guest today. And if you want to support the podcast, then there's a few ways to help us grow. First, if you hit subscribe, then that'll make sure you don't miss a new episode. Secondly, if you share it with your friends or on your social media, tag us. That that really helps us out. And third, uh, best of all, if you leave us an honest review, it's going to help us reach more musicians like you who want to take their music careers to the next level. The time to be a modern musician is now, and I look forward to seeing you on our next episode.